Star Trek. My name is Christian Fox, and this is the show where I yell at you about all things Star Trek for your amusement, so I'm not yelling at my friends and family who don't want to hear my thoughts on Star Trek, this fantastic franchise. Today, I want to talk about Star Trek The Voyage Home and explain not only why I think that it's my favorite movie of all time, but also why I think it is the most Star Trek, Star Trek production out there, at least when talking about the movies. But before we get into all of that, make sure you get out of your space pajamas, put on your shiniest bare boots, get a cup of coffee, get a cup of tea, maybe some iced tea if you want to pull the Archer Maneuver, and brace for impact because things are about to get nerdy. So Star Trek The Voyage Home, that is a fairly popular film among the fans, and to non-fans, that is the one with the whales. And yes, that is true, it's all about whales, but people always call it the one with the whales. Now, I love Star Trek The Voyage Home, and to be honest, I think it's the best movie in the series. It's my favorite movie in the series, and I'll even admit that it's my favorite movie of all time. Now, I do want to talk a little bit about why I love this movie so much and why it means so much to me. Growing up, all I did was watch Star Trek movies and Star Wars movies and, of course, Star Trek the series. But my gosh, I spent a lot of time watching those movies and I would rewatch them again and again and I would know all the dialogue off by heart. I got to a point where I would know all the music cues, what was happening, the camera angles, everything. I just saw them so much that I could probably just close my eyes right now and go through all of the movies line by line some of them not as well as others but voyage home is one that i can still do to this day and as a kid i i don't know what it was but there's just something about that movie and the music and the scene transitions the dialogues but there's something about all of those things that just really put my mind at ease so whenever i'd watch it i would immediately go into my incredibly happy place to the point where i feel so good about watching it that even to this day when i'm feeling stressed out or when i've had a rough day or i can't sleep or whatever it is I will just turn on The Voyage Home and I will listen to it and I instantly feel so much better. So the movie means a lot to me and it's probably the movie that if you said you could only watch one more movie before you die and you're going to die tomorrow so you can only watch one more movie, I'd probably pick The Voyage Home and it would definitely be my Desert Island movie. Although that might be more problematic because the movie's about water which would be very frustrating on a desert island with no water, or rather fresh water. But so that that's why I love the movie and why it means so much to me on a personal level. But the movie itself, I think, is so well done and really is the most Star Trek of the Star Trek films. And I think that's actually for, for a number of reasons. One, I think Star Trek is at its best when it's doing some really wacky sci-fi I mean, like science fiction stuff that you're just like, what the heck is going on? Why is this thing doing that thing? What are all these colors? What's the weird sounds? What are people talking about? Why is all this stuff happening? What's causing it? All of that. That is Star Trek when characters are just like, I don't know what to make of it. 
what do you think data or what do you think science officer and like well uh it's um it's an object and we're scanning it and it's unknown and i don't know anything about it so i think that's when star trek is really at its best and the science fiction element of of the voyage home i think is on point you have this alien probe that just looks so different than anything we've ever seen in the series before it's making a really kind of interesting but slightly terrifying noise in its call and of course when you see the probe you're like what the heck is that and then when the saratoga encounters the probe the very first people that we see in the movie they're like what the heck is that what's it talking about and then of course they say the phrase that is so common in star trek it's uh well that thing is heading towards earth and then everyone's like oh it's heading towards earth what do we do but as it's happening, you see that, oh, look, it's disrupting the power abilities of, of the ship, and it's and the ship is now powerless, and everybody's freaking out. What's going to happen when it goes to Earth? What's it doing out there? And it really does have the compelling mystery of, of like, we as the viewers are like, what's happening? And then, of course, the characters are also like, what's happening? So we're along with them on that journey of, of trying to figure out what the probe is trying to do and where it came from. So I think on that level of what the probe is, so I think on that level of what the heck is the probe, where it's going, where did it come from, what's its purpose, is so science fiction. Beyond science fiction, the other incredibly important element of all good Star Trek is that it has a comment on something in society, whether it's talking about racism, various other kinds of prejudice, what it means to be human, bettering mankind, any of those things. Whenever Star Trek has that kind of message, that's when Star Trek is at its best because the whole shtick of Star Trek, if you will, is to take a compelling science fiction idea and use that as a way of exploring a social issue that we today are dealing with. And the Voyage Home is no exception. It is all about the environment. Basically, the message of the movie is, hey, don't treat your environment like garbage. Don't hunt. Don't do anything like that because nature is important and we need to respect the environment because just maybe there might be something out there in the future that could and that just maybe there could be a problem down the road that is caused by us causing so much damage to our planet. And that's what the voyage home is all about. The probe, as you know, is there to make contact with the whales. And everybody's like, oh, well, we can't do anything because there are no whales. The whales have been extinct because humans were terrible back then. And, you know, it was outrageous. And like, what are we going to do? We're going to time travel. And so they time travel. And of course, they're able to get the whales, bring them forward in time. And they're able to tell the probe what's up and what to go do with itself, as McCoy politely put it. So that that's the basic premise of the movie they they find this probe that wants to talk to the whales they go back in time they get the whales they save the day everybody's happy but i think it's when it gets into the past that it really becomes a compelling social commentary where you get to see our heroes from the 23rd century interacting basically with ourselves and you're seeing how they're kind of looking down on society and how crude we are right now we're seeing if that makes any sense well we're able to relate to the characters in the 20th century because well we're also from the same time period we understand just how crude we are because we understand where our heroes are coming from because we understand what the future is like and what the 23rd century is like so it's an interesting thing as a viewer when you're watching the movie you're like i get where 
people like myself are coming from and why we hunt because we live in this time but i also get where captain kirk is coming from and why kirk and spock and mccoy are just so shocked and just kind of like what the heck are these guys doing and really just i guess ashamed of their ancestors and of the past is maybe a way that you can put it so i think that is really quite interesting and then of course we get to see jillian who is of our time but she also understands just how kind of cruel humans can be and is just so mystified and puzzled by the barbarity of humans who are willing to just hunt a species to extinction. So I think when you add those three things together, the fact that we understand her because she's of our time, we understand the heroes who are from the future, but we also understand other characters who are not Jillian of that time because we're from that time really is a compelling setup for us to actually examine our society in this time and to really see just how kind of barbaric we are. Not all the time, and we are making progress, I assume, but for the most part, if we're looking at Star Trek standards, yeah, we're pretty barbaric and we're pretty um, primitive, as as, uh, the Vulcans would say. And so overall, I think the environmental message of the movie is just so strong and such a good example of Star Trek being Star Trek by having a really compelling science fiction mystery that allows us to examine a social issue that we're dealing with today, but through that lens of a science fiction mystery. So I think it really exceeds on both of those levels. And the final thing that I think makes The Voyage Home such a strong Star Trek movie and the most Star Trek film out there is because of the humor. Now, Star Trek isn't known for its comedy. It's not like, hey, you want to watch a funny comedy? Go watch Star Trek. Like, no, that's that's not the point. But Star Trek, for the most part, is actually pretty humorous. Now, it's not always funny and not all the humor hits. I find the humor in TNG can be somewhat old-fashioned and stiff, if that makes sense. For the most part, I don't think their humor hits unless it's data commenting on human behavior, which is always interesting. But I think this movie, unlike Next Gen and maybe some of the other series, really succeeds at the humor. And just is something kind of funny about it. And I think part of that comes from the fact that it's a great fish-out-of-water story. It's always fun when you see characters in a different situation that they're not used to. But what makes this fish-out-of-water story even funnier is that we are kind of ahead of the characters. Usually Kirk and Spock and the rest of the gang, they're usually one step ahead of us. They're smarter than us. They've invented warp drive. They deal with technology that we can't even wrap our heads around, even though we can. I don't know why I said that. But I hope my point makes sense. The fact that they're just so far above us in so many ways that we always feel like, okay, we're never going to be quite as cool as Kirk and Spock. You know, we're never going to be on their level. So when they come to Earth in the 20th century and our present, we're like, all right, we got this. We're going to laugh at you because we know more than you do at this point. Like when, um, like one of the funniest moments is Kirk and Spock getting on the bus and then getting off the bus and Spock being like, what does it mean exact change? That is a funny scene because they really have no idea what they're doing. And we as the audience think it's funny that, hey, Spock and Kirk, who have saved the galaxy countless times, don't even know what change is. Isn't that kind of funny? There's even a little bit of anticipation 
attention when you're watching. You're like, oh, how are they going to react to this thing? Oh, I wonder how they're, oh, this is going to be a funny scene. Oh, what's happening here? And another scene that I think is really great and really humorous is a scene where Kirk and the rest of the crew are crossing the street without looking. And we, as humans living in the present, are like, hey, you shouldn't walk across the street like that because traffic's not going to stop for you. So when we see it happening, we can only anticipate what's going to happen. We can only be like, I can't wait to see what happens when you cross the street. Isn't he kind of stupid for not doing that? And there's so many moments in the movie where... I think we find things funnier because we have an edge over our heroes and we're like, hey, we know this timeline. You shouldn't be doing that kind of stuff. Another scene that I think is really funny to us because we have an edge over the characters is Chekhov asking where the naval base is. We know that in 1986, the Cold War was still going on and that Russians were not necessarily the most popular people in the U.S. So... Chekhov, being Russian, being plainly Russian, not trying to mask any of that, openly asking about the naval base and where the naval base is, is kind of hysterical because we're like, oh, dude, you shouldn't be doing that right now. Like, like this is not a smart thing to be doing. And then, of course, we're we're laughing at the fact that no one seems to be bothered by this. Like, how is no one how is no one upset by this or concerned? So I think that humor really excels because in the in the section where they're in the past, we're smarter than the crew. We're smarter than Captain Kirk and Spock. We're smarter than Chekhov and Uhura. We're smarter than Sulu, Scotty, and McCoy because we live in this time, and so we get to see them experiencing funny things. And I think the other reason that the humor is so strong in this movie, and why I think it's so critical to the film and why I think the film is just a masterpiece is that the humor allows for the more serious things to happen. And for us as an audience, not to feel too burnt out. Like when you're watching something that's either a really heavy sci-fi plot, it's like, okay, that is a lot for the audience to take. If you're watching a show that is overly preachy, that is just like blatant, like, hey, don't do this because you're bad, like this is the social message, that can be tiring in itself. And so when you have those two ideas, the social and the weird sci-fi aspect that's really heavy, that could be draining. But when you have the humor, it makes it easier to enjoy and it's easier to swallow so to speak so i think the humor adds another level of like hey this is still an enjoyable movie even though it is a really kind of weird sci-fi idea even though we are ramming this message down your throat that you need to treat the environment better and you need to not be awful humans so yeah overall i think it's because of the really cool sci-fi concept the the social message the humor that makes Star Trek The Voyage Home the best Star Trek movie in the franchise. I might even go as far as to say that it is the most Star Trek of Star Trek. I don't know if I quite want to make that declaration because I think there's some other episodes that that deserve that title. And I think if you were to take something like TNG or Voyager and like think of it all as one episode, then those could arguably be the most Star Trek of Star Trek. But I do stand by my point that The Voyage Home is the most Star Trek of the Star Trek movies. And with all of that, it's time to move to this week's edition of, wait, what did you say? And for this week's piece of Technobabble, I want to pull right from The Voyage Home because I've just spent the last 20 minutes talking about it. And the scene that I want to discuss is the one in which 
Dr. McCoy notices that Spock is having a bit of a problem, and then Spock explains why he's having an issue with the calculations to get home, and it's just a really great exchange. So now I'm going to read the dialogue. I'm not going to say who's speaking because I think it's pretty obvious. You, uh, you present the appearance of a man with a problem. Your perception is correct, Doctor. In order to return us to the exact moment in time at which we left the 23rd century, I have used our journey back through time as a reference, calculating the coefficient of elapsed time in relation to the acceleration curve. Naturally. So what's your problem? Acceleration is no longer a constant. Well, then you're going to have to take your best shot. Best shot. Guess, Spock. Your best guess. Guessing is not in my nature, Doctor. Well... Nobody is perfect. So I, I love that dialogue. I think there's so many things I love about that dialogue. One, I love the fact that it is technobabble, and I think it's really succinct. It sounds Star Trek. It's what we come to expect in our Star Trek episodes and movies. But more importantly than that is the character development that arises because of that dialogue. You see, Spock is having a problem McCoy notices it, noting that, hey, you know what? They really are good friends, even though they used to bicker all the time. But yeah, they really care about each other, as we see in Search for Spock. But this moment of, of McCoy noticing that that Spock is having some difficulty and wanting to chat with him about it really says a lot about their relationship. But more importantly is McCoy's suggestion to take a guess and to you know give it his best shot. And... Spock being someone who isn't used to making guesses like that. He did make guesses before he died, but now he's having a hard time adjusting to it. And so for him to hear that advice and to take it is a really huge step. And so by him taking a a guess, it's sort of moving Spock from super logical uh, ditzy Spock, as I call him in this movie. He does a great ditzy uh, a Spock, but he moves from super serious, not really understanding humans, to a slightly more refined version of Spock who's able to combine logic with his gut feeling in his human half. And that's the kind of Spock that we see in The Wrath of Khan, and then we see that Spock again in The Undiscovered Country. But this is a nice little evolution of the character and suggesting that, okay, Spock is going to get back to where he was before he died. And then cementing that belief as the audience is Kirk's reaction to Spock taking the guess and him saying, guess Spock. And then McCoy saying that great line. What he means is he trusts your guess more than other people's facts, showing that he looks up and he, he really believes you when really, respects you and spock realizes that even though he knew that but it was reassuring for him to hear it from mccoy but the main thing is is kirk's reaction kirk saying wow i guess that's incredible fully acknowledging that hey spock is becoming more like the spock that we lost and so i think that really is a comforting moment for the audience to to know that okay spock is on his way back he's going to become full spock very soon I think Technobabble is at its best when it can explain plot elements, but also move character growth forward. It doesn't always do that, and that's why I like to pick on it and why I like to talk about it, because I love it. But there are times where it's just so ridiculous and just so like, okay, just at, 
at this point, what does it even, what's the, what's the point? Why are you saying all this? That doesn't make sense. So when you get dialogue that is technobabbly, that explains what's happening to the audience, can solve a problem, but also move a character forward and help them grow, is when technobabble is at its best. But what do you think? Do you agree with me that Star Trek The Voyage Home is the most Star Trek of the Star Trek movies? Or do you think that Honor belongs to another movie? Let me know. I'd love to hear from you. Also, let me know what you liked, what you didn't like, what you think I need to improve, because ultimately, my goal is to make a show that you enjoy listening to. And in the paraphrased words of Captain Kirk, I shall see you out there. That away. <laughs>